Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Podcast, the podcast where we bring you weekly business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with leading minds in real estate and entrepreneurship to help you take your business to the next level. NLA Live 2020 is coming up soon. Our third annual conference is being held this year at the Talking Stick Resort in Scottsdale, Arizona, April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. We've got a great lineup of speakers, possibly better than any year in the past. And we also have some incredible deals on tickets and hotels. Uh, You can reserve a hotel room for as little as $149 a night by visiting nextlevelagents.com and clicking on the event page. We look forward to seeing you there all right next level podcast listeners and viewers uh this is kevin your host of course and i'm back in this time joined with shelby dibiasi how's it going shelby great great thank you so much i'm super excited awesome i'm glad that you're here i'm glad we could finally do this and yes. because you're local in phoenix i actually get to another one i get to do in person awesome. so you're officially the only like second in person oh, uh recording nice. i've been able to do okay. so this in my very fancy studio, as you've noticed. For those of you who don't know, we're using my conference room. Um, so at any rate, what I wanted to do, and you, and you and I were talking about this, was just talk a little bit about your career. You've been in real estate apparently since you were seven, um, if I'm doing my math correctly. So, But you've been in real estate for how long now? 22 years. 22 years. So that was 1997. Yes. Okay. So, so you know, a little thing. How many houses have you sold? It's pushing like 1,800, 1,800 homes. Okay, so a couple. If you can do the math there, divide that by 22. Like, that's pretty good. Um, Thank you. That was really good, actually. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Shelby's a top producer here locally in in the Phoenix area. And quite frankly, I think today might have been the first time we really met in person, although we've definitely been in the same airport together. Yes. Um, (laughs) But it was also after a long night, and so I'm not sure anybody was really talking to anybody at that point. So... um, and while you don't always get to meet the people in your market, we've gotten to know each other a little bit through social media. One of the things I really like about her is the way uh, the way she uses social media for her business and honestly for her regular life, if you will. And so I thought we could talk a little bit about that. But let's start with real estate career. Like, we're, okay. okay, so it's 1997. You, why, do you, why did you jump into real estate? Um, it's actually a really funny story. Okay. Um, I told you I waitressed for seven years. So okay. when you were two, okay, got it. <laughs> I waitressed for seven years, and um, I feel like I learned a lot of my customer serious, uh, service experience through that. And I had regular customers that would come and see me. I mean, some of them came to see me every day. It was a pancake house. I worked at IHOP, and that little cute old couple, every day they came to see me. And, I mean, after years of me being there, he was just like, you are too good for this. He's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, you should be in real estate. And I was like, really? Like, what's that about? I mean, I was young, so I, you know, I dropped out of college and I was working. And so I asked him a little bit more. And every time he came to see me, he kept telling me, go to school, go to school. So I started looking into it. And ironically, I, I sign up for school. I start going. And the funny thing about the story is I'm sitting next to this guy for probably four weeks of school, and we chat. We, you know, we start hanging out every day together. We're going to class. You know, we sit next to each other, and he's like, "Where do you, you know?" He's like, "Where do you work?" And I said, "I work at um, IHOP." And he's like, "Really? Which one?" And I said, "The one 67th in Peoria." Um, I work there like every day, and he's like, "You're kidding me." He's like, "My grandparents go there every day," and I said, "Well, what's their name?" And he said. The Lowry's. I'm like, the Lowry's. I said, are you kidding me? I said, that's why I'm here right now. I said, those are my people, you know? How so funny. It was so weird. Like, it was the weirdest thing. And uh, we're still good friends. Um, he got into new homes, and I wanted to get new homes when I got my license, but they weren't really hiring. He was working for Beezer Homes. And I had another customer that came to my restaurant, and she'd gotten her license, and she, we were chatting, and she's like, I work at Model Home Center. You should 
come up there and I'll get you an interview. And, and Model Home Center, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but yeah. it was in the malls and um, they advertised all new homes and they worked out a co-broke thing where they got 4% instead of 3% if you worked there. And so she, I went up there and interviewed and I was like, wow, this would be a great place to start because I could meet people. It's like an open house yeah. every day. It was an open house. And so it was really easy for me to go there meet people, I feel like I can make a good impression of person. Hold on a second. So you started like in the mall. Yeah. Your real estate career literally started in the mall. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, if you didn't have Model Home Center in your market, they literally, they'd have the kiosks, like all the makeup and the hair, all the other places that I would stop at in the mall. Uh, and then there was Model Home Center. They'd have all these displays of, of listings up and yeah. homes for sale. And there'd always be a salesperson. So you did that. Yeah. I did that for... Uh, from 97 to 2005. That's wow. when I started. Yeah, at Remax. So yeah, that's where I got my start. And then it's like, you know, it's like I said, an open house every day and you prospect and you try to make appointments to show these people, hey, you want to see this house? Come on, we can go right now. I'll, you know, show you right now. And then I just get, began to build my database. Yeah. You know, and I really, my goal was to work place like Remax that was kind of you know it's like this is the starting place and and that's the end goal and and start up some of my friends at Model Home Center were starting to branch out and go to other places and I was like I'm gonna go check it out you know so in 2005 right as the market was gonna crash I thought I can do this you know so yeah. then I worked I started at Remax that's awesome and you went to like the Remax because because you know Nate uh for those of you who don't know Nate Martinez who is who's the broker owner of the Remax um Great guy, runs a huge business, runs a great business, great reputation in town, not just in town, nationally. So really good guy. So I could see why you were going, hey, that's where I want to go. Well, it's interesting because I actually went to Remax Integrity. Oh, did you? Yes. There you go. Put it in my mouth. Yeah. yeah. So Remax Integrity. And, you know, there's another story to that because I had gotten my Freddie Mac account when I was at Remax Integrity and then Remax Professionals bought Remax Integrity. Well, you know what happened to my Freddie Mac account. That went away. Oh. Right before my eyes. Oh, that is terrible. Yeah, so I've had to rebuild myself a few times. So how lo so, so you went from, okay, so hold on. Let me just piece, piece this together. Okay. Model Home Center, you're literally in the mall. People are just walking, cold traffic is walking by you right. literally every day. And then you you find yourself, you move to a Remax, you, get a Fred, you land a Freddie Mac account. I landed a Freddie Mac account um, in 2008. And what was that like? Because that is, okay, standing in the mall, Cold traffic and REO business couldn't be more different. Yeah. So how did you transition? Because that must have been quite the uh, yeah um, quite the change for your business. I got a chance for a phone interview, you know, from someone I knew who gave a recommendation, and you know, um, she's like, "Hey, Freddie Mac's hiring," and so I had a phone interview, and I did my best job to you know, fake it till you make it. <laughs> have you done, you know, property management? Have you done this? I'm like, I, I have several, you know, of my own properties. And I, you know, I kind of just told them what I did and, and, you know, my transactions. And, you know, yes, I have people, I have contacts, I have vendors. I Because they asked me if you've got vendors that you work with and those kind of things. And so I just kind of, I did the best job I could selling myself and they gave me a chance. And so, you know, I started out with, 20 properties and then you worked up to 40 properties yeah. and then you worked up to 60 properties all the way up to 100 properties and I was just I mean I really learned as I went and I did not have really a model of what I should be doing I just kind of figured it out yeah, well I mean I think that's what we were all doing then I mean I didn't do REOs like you know as you know I did short sales right, right, um, right, right. but same thing though it's like we're kind of all figuring it out, going, what the heck are we doing? Like, how do I make this work? How do I not completely fall on my face with this opportunity, right? Right. Um, and eventually you, you figure it out. Um, figure it out. So, okay. So Working obviously, around the clock. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you. Yeah, especially, I mean, Ugh. 20, 40, 60, prop, that all sounds great until somebody actually gives you 20 or 40 or 60 listings. It's actually... It can be a terrible problem for a lot of people, and I've seen it you actually. You don't have your system set up. I've yet. seen it put people out of business. Oh yeah. I've literally seen it put people out of business, mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure you've seen people go out of business or go broke personally, especially on the REO side where you've got there's a certain amount of your own money oh, that has to gosh. be put up front yeah. to for things like utilities, etc. Especially yeah. back then. I had an accountant that messed some things up, and if you don't get reimbursed by a certain time, you're not going to get paid back. And I, I mean, I definitely 
Definitely, I was lost money for sure yeah. along the way. And that's how you learn, though. You get bumped and bruised, and you learn, and you keep going. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend one, one time. He had over some somewhere close to a quarter of a million dollars of his personal money out to the banks that he serviced. You know, like that he was actively, you know, trying to recollect. So right. it can it can get big for sure. So, okay, so you go into REO now, which is vastly different than what you were doing before. Mm-hmm. What, like, but you also said you were starting to build your database, which is the really smart thing to do from the cold, you know, from the cold traffic. Like, did you let it go during that time? Like, how could yeah. you keep up the Freddie Mac Same. business and your database? So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I haven't done everything perfect by any means, um, you kind of learn as you go. But yeah, so I did not cultivate and keep my database going like I should have. I went all in with the REOs because I was drowning a little bit, you know, working around the clock. I'd stay at the office until three o'clock in the morning, you know, and even go home, sleep a few hours. And because I just liked my work set up and, and, um, you know, it did kind of get me in a little bit of a funk for a while. It's like you kind of wake up when it's over and you're like, what, what even happened the last few years? Cause you know, you don't have, you have a life. It wasn't fun, but it was surviving, you know, yeah. which a lot of agents, you know, weren't able to survive. So I was grateful. Uh, I am a workaholic, so it wasn't that big of a deal, but, um, I definitely, um, let go of my database and, you know, to a certain extent, I wasn't, ba- I wasn't loving it you right. know, by any means. And so here I am with all these REOs and then it's starting to slow down. Okay. And then you're like, oh, wow, you know, I have three assistants. I have four agents. And it's like they're going from, hey, we're going to give you 100 listings. So now we're going to give you 60. Oh, hey, we capped you at 50. We're slowing down. And they kept letting people go. And I was already seeing like, oh, crap, like it's shifting. What am I going to do? And then, like I told you, Nate's company bought Eddie, Ed's company, Erinx right. Integrity. And literally, I sat at a meeting. And before my eyes, I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is happening. My Freddie Mac career is like gone. Gone. Um, uh, Nate was nice enough to share his account with me, you know, but literally it was like it was getting I was in half again, you know. So it was like, I was like, I have to figure this out, you know. And ironically, um, Tom Ferry was uh, Remax's coach for a couple years. Okay. Right as the market was shifting again out of that. And so I was like, well, I'm going to sign up for this. You know, it was like free for everyone. And so we would go every week. Nate's like, come on, you got to go. And he was really trying to rally everyone because he was kind of nervous too. He could see the market shifting. Absolutely. And so he's like, come to this thing every week. You know, Tom Ferry's coaching was like 12 weeks. And, you know, whoever does the most deals in this time period was going to win free coaching. Okay. So every week we go and, and Tom's teaching you. And the best thing I learned from that was mega agents have eight to 10 ways of bringing in business. You know, and that was me with a Freddie Mac and maybe a few sign calls and maybe a few, you know, uh, past clients. So it was like eight to 10 ways. Well, I don't have that. You know, what am I going to do? So I got my farm. You know, I started, you know, thinking I got Zillow going. So I started building my pillars to switch things around. And that's how I went back traditional was from that coaching program. And then ironically, I actually won the most sales during that time. Ironically, ironically. no, I could have <laughs> predicted that for you. I saw that so one coming. Like, uh, so I got free coaching with Tom Ferry. With with Tom, actually. No, not Tom. With his, with his with organization. His organization. Okay, cool. And I was like, awesome. You know what I mean? Because I, I like this. It's, it's working, you know. So I got free coaching for six months. I went to one of his first summits. And I just got really fired up back into, forget about the past, okay? The short sales are going away. The REOs are going away. Like, this is your new future. Get going in this direction. And I was like, I'm one of those people that once I really wrap my head around it, I'm all in, you know? Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is my new direction. And I started building my business back traditional and started coaching. And I've had a coach ever since. You know, I've I've coached with Tom Ferry and I have another really amazing coach. That's awesome. So, so tell me about your business today. So give, okay. give us the overview. Um, I know you've got a few team members and staff members. Yes. What's that look like? And what is the majority of your business? Maybe just the top two or three sources. Okay. So I've got five, five with myself, six licensed agents, um, three assistants, a marketing coordinator, a listing coordinator, and a closing coordinator. 
I want to point something out real quick. She has as much, actually more, administrative leverage than she does sales leverage. And I think that's an important key because a lot of folks think a team is all about how many agents can I hire? And you yeah. just, I don't even know if you even realize that. Like that oh, okay. is a lot of the agents I talk to, whether it's coaching or just meeting with in interviews or at events, they think a team is all about salespeople. And I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. Right. But what I what I believe is that it's that administrative foundation that is most important. Well, if you don't run smoothly, it doesn't matter how many sales you do. It's gonna you're gonna crash and burn. Yep. You know, and it's all about repeat clients. That is my main focus right now. Honestly, we have gone all in in the database. And I'll say that even after I fixed everything with Tom Ferry and got my pillars of business, I don't feel like I ever loved my database as much as I have in the last three years. Yeah. Spending all this money on Zillow, spending all this money on my farm, which is great. But if I spent even a fourth of that with my database, they already like me, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So it's like you throw a little bit their way, then they're just like, wow, they're not going to forget about you because it's easy for to get for people to forget about you. Not even that they don't like you. It's just that somebody else that's a little more energetic is in their face. Yeah, or somebody, an investor offered them money unsolicited. Yeah. And if they're not thinking, they're not I should thinking call Shelby first to get, right. at least get her opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a, it's not a, I don't want to use Shelby or I don't want to use you. It's just not thinking about it because... They have lives too, right? Stuff's right. going on. They've got jobs and families and all that stuff that happens in everyday life that we do that comes up and, quite frankly, just is a bigger priority that day than remembering who their realtor is. Right. Yeah. What, what it is so true, and it's like my coach used to slap me on the hand every year, and he's like, like 10% of your business. It's like, as long as you've been in the business, why is only 10% of your business, like, repeat? Like, where's all your people? And I'm just like, oh, I don't know, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, then we started doing the pie event, and then we started doing the movie events, and we started getting our stuff in a really good system that automatically sends stuff out, and... We have this really nice um, weekend newsletter that I signed up for that lets people see every week like what movies are out and what sports events are coming. And so I've added that to what we're sending my database. I want to send them stuff that they want to see, not just bombarding them with, hey, do you want to see MA? Do you want to see MA? You know, do you want to see MA? It's like nobody wants to hear that. I don't like that high sales. I like very low-key me genuine too. sales. So. Me too. So it's like build the relationship and then the every sales level. will come out naturally. Absolutely. Everything that comes out of that actually. Um, yeah, I really love, love that approach. And, um, somebody said to me one time, think of your, if you're sending newsletters, uh, because there's some really bad ones that if you had to start charging for it, how many people would stay subscribed to your list? Like, like if you couldn't send it to your database for free anymore, but they had to in turn pay you even a dollar a month, but would they, was your content good enough that they would still subscribe? Right. And so I, I got to be honest, that scared me and I just stopped sending stuff out, which okay. is probably not the right answer. We've, right. we've since restarted because like you, big focus on sphere and the people we've already done business with and the people we already who already know us and like us and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, but it's just a different way to frame that question to make sure we're providing value, right? Yeah, and I don't have a marketing degree by any means, but that's what I'm always sharing with my marketing gal. I'm like, pick it up and ask yourself, would you pick this up? You know, what is it about this yeah. that's making, keeping your attention? Because people have five seconds that they're looking at. It. And if, if it's not good, if you, there's not something to catch their attention, they're just going to throw it away. They're going to put it down. Totally. And so I think that's, you know, the way our society is today. Everything is like fast, fast, fast. Um, but thankfully, like I said, I took my 10% and now 50% of our incoming business is referrals, um, agent referrals, past clients, it's gone way up. I'm super excited. So did I just do the math? Did I hear that right? So in three years, that's gone from like Mm -hmm. 10% to 50%. Yes. So I want to just highlight that for a second because three years really isn't that long. Right. But 10% to 50% is an enormous jump. And Mm -hmm. to think that if you just focus on this for a couple years, and again, you didn't do everything all at once. First, it was the pie event. Mm-hmm. Then it was the then it was the movie event, right. right? Then it was like, okay, how can I provide value on the weekend newsletter? Right. It was it was simultaneous. Or, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it wasn't simultaneous. It was uh, it was one thing and then another and then another. You right. you got something right first, right. and then you added on to it, right? 
So, I mean, like our first pie event, I'm going to be honest with you, we probably had 20 people come. And so if you look at your database, you're like, well, that was a bust, you know? No, it wasn't a bust, yeah. you know? Now, and that's the thing is I don't get discouraged easily, and I think that's the problem most agents do. Yeah. You know, even if you do a movie event and you only have one person at the movie, that one person, one person, that's great, you know? But look at, you know, just getting people to come to the event and to see you and to remember you. They don't take, they don't spend any time evaluating how valuable that is. Yeah, I'll tell you, the our very first pie event with similar situation, um, I think we had ordered a total of 32 or 33 pies. And of course, not all of those get picked up, right? So um, I don't remember how many people walked through the door, but I remember one gentleman, and I'll never forget him because he doesn't live terribly far from where you live. And, and Shelby's on the opposite side of town to where my office is. It's a hike. And the pie is like six bucks or seven bucks, right. whatever it costs, right? But he drove like 50 minutes or whatever it was to pick up a pie and shake my hand and say thanks for helping us sell our house and we appreciate you and I was thinking oh my goodness like that even though we only had 30 that was my first experience too with the pie giveaway I was like wow this is really powerful somebody thought even if and he could have been the only person to show up to that event I would have been I would have counted that a win Mm -hmm. that would have been that event's a win because this guy drove 50 minutes 55 minutes whatever it was Mm -hmm. one way to right. pick up a six dollar pie and shake our hands like that's ridiculous that is so awesome when you think about the power of that for mm-hmm. our business as real estate agents right so that really i mean honestly i'm very sensitive and i just love that people go that extra mile and yeah. come and the next year we did it and the minute we sent out you know the invitations people like oh you're doing it again awesome you know and it's like oh they remembered we did it last year and you're like thinking that it's not making as much of an impact as sometimes it does yeah one of the things i would like to tell agents um, and I bet, tell me if you've experienced this or not. So, I mean, don't just say yes, because I want to know if you agree with it. Is that you get credit for inviting people even though they don't show up. So like the people didn't come to the first, right. to the first one, but they got invited back to the second one. It's still like you psychologically got credit because you invited them even though they didn't come get their pie. That's the experience I've had in the last couple of years of doing client appreciation events. So... You mean this? The people that didn't yeah, come even, the first even time, though they they're said, hey, really excited I, that yeah. you invited them back. Well, it's just that they're they. It was an acknowledgement of the fact that we did all that we did invite them, right? Right. It was as if I felt like I got the same credit from them in their mind as the people that who actually showed okay. up and picked yes. up the pie. Yes. Well, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Like people, so many people are like, you know what? Oh, I'm going out of town, but wow, that's awesome. Yes. You yeah. know. Geez, you're giving away all those pies. Good for you. Wow, you're awesome. You know, so I just, I don't want to, I don't, you know, I think the best kind of relationship, it's give and take, you know, and it's not, I don't want people to think that all I want is their sale and to list their house and to make money and, you know, give me, give me, give me a referral. You know, it's really not about that is I want, I love building relationships with people and I love helping them and being the best negotiator for them. And, you know, getting them to realize or want to say, hey, I can't make my next purchase without her, you know, because she values me and the transaction. And I'm willing to let the transaction go if I don't think it's a good deal for them. I don't want to just close and put that money in my pocket. That's, you know, I'd rather not and have, you know, a raving fan over there saying, hey, she saved us. And we realized this wasn't a good, you know, sale for us. And she, you know we decided not to purchase and she was, she treated us the same. Yeah. You know, we interrupt this podcast to remind you that the NLA live 2020 conference is coming up on April 23rd, 24th and 25th of 2020. It is not too early to register. Visit nextlevelagents.com today and click on the events link for more information and ticketing. So I think, I mean, I think that's really important. Um, for us as business people, but you can't even, you just said there was so much good stuff there in what you just said the last 30 seconds of being able to let a deal go. I think there's two really big lessons, which is number one, we really have to put them first, right? Our Mm -hmm. clients needs that. I mean, that's what being a fiduciary is all about. Like Mm -hmm. we're really putting their needs first, but the other piece is that you can't do that. My experience is that most agents can't do that because they don't know where their next deal is going to come from. And so it actually becomes about them. Right. It's not that they want to hurt somebody or put somebody to a bad deal. It's that they're not doing the activities regularly to bring in mm-hmm. deals. 
to where they, if that deal doesn't close, they like that's they don't eat that month, so to speak, right? right? right. And I've seen that happen with a lot of agents that I think is mm -hmm. tough. But because you've obviously been very clear about how to bring in business and adding these different pillars, you're never afraid of losing a deal because you know you've got more there. Well, and you, if you always focus on the mindset of loss and scarcity anyways, your head's in the wrong direction. Totally. You know, it's like, let that go, and what else? There's probably five other people that are trying to raise their hand, and you're busy with this. Yep. So. Absolutely. Okay, so, so, so I totally interrupted you. You took us way off track there. So, the six, so there's six licensed people, including yourself. Okay. Yes. Six team members on the, all, everybody inside the, the administrative side, if you will, administrative slash operations. Mm -hmm. we, now I know 50% of your business is coming from referrals. Yes. What's the rest of it look like? And what's, a, like, what's the Shelby Deviasi team look like? Like, what is the daily activities or weekend activities? Like, I know you guys do open houses, right, but right. I mean, is that a major part of what you do? Um, I'll say that you know the, the probably the next strongest part of my business is the Zillow business. Okay, it um, is still Zillow. Okay, cool. It really is. Um, so it's it's tapered. That's allowed around here, by the way. I don't care. Zillow is not a bad word on this podcast. Okay. I, I I think it's a great thing. So. I mean, it's like you can't beat them. So. Let's you know, all let's <laughs> all be clear. Zillow has the number one brand in our industry. Right. We should all be clear about that. Yeah. That battle was over a long time ago. Let's yeah. let's you know let's embrace it. That's a dis that's a different discussion to have. Right, right, Zillow right. is something that you can choose to align with and work with to benefit you and your business and your clients, so you have more. Right. Or you can choose to ignore it. I don't necessarily know if there's a right or wrong answer. It's what's right for you. Right. And so cool. So Zillow is the next big piece of it. The next big piece, um, and then. I would probably, I mean, I put, you know, past clients, referrals, and even agent referrals in one bucket okay. when I say referrals. So do I. Okay. Yeah. And then Zillow. And then um, I would probably just say our other, you know, paid ads that we do with Boomtown and stuff, they're really, okay. really starting to turn those and we're getting better at cultivating those relationships, those colder relationships. Yeah. Um, you know, we have Boomtown, that's what we use, and we're just getting better at Boomtown. And so I would say that's probably the next one. It's probably close second would be my farm. Um, so that's kind of, they're probably tied. Okay, cool. Those two. That's awesome. We do, we definitely do open houses and those things, and they are a part of our business that we're getting, you know, better at. The problem is it's like that, you know, those open house relationships that you meet, you got to, you know, it's just having those agents put those people in a system and follow up with them because people don't just buy a house just because they met you one time, you know? So it's like, it's, that's the only part we're trying to... Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you lose leads if you just don't put them in the system. Yeah. You write them on a piece of paper and, you know, it's like, well, what happened to those people? You said, they're, oh, yeah, those people. And then, you, you know, if you don't call them, you don't keep track of them, they're definitely not going to remember you. 100% agree. Yeah. That, so, there's no doubt about that. We, ju we do try to do one or two open houses every weekend. Okay. You know, and it just, it's word recognition. It's all goes into that. Like my, I'm in, you know, my farm. I'm in Zillow in my farm. We have open houses in our farm. And I just feel like all of that works together. So sometimes I'm not sure if they saw the newsletter, then went to Zillow, clicked on it. Is it, you know. Well, so that, to me, that's, I think that's where we're at in this world. I don't even know. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't just have to be real estate. But it is, we. what is the the last click attribution, right? That's the word for it. How do we know that? Is it really because I saw the open house sign? Or was it because I saw the 17 posts on Instagram and Facebook? And then I just so happened saw the open house sign. Right. And I went, and it snapped. And that's the day I went in. Right. The thing is, I believe, I firmly believe it all works together. It does. It needs to work together. And that's what you, in order to be successful, unfortunately, you have to do all of it. Yeah. Know? Uh, one of my coaches that I've ha that I've had and always been, he's been a mentor in my life and a friend is you just got to be omnipresent with those people, whoever you decide your people are, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a, in a farm, like so geographically, or maybe a certain group of people like your sphere, so demographically or whatever, like if you can remain omnipresent with them, like that's the key because you don't know if it's going to be the the sign in the yard, the open house sign outside the video that you did that they saw on YouTube or right, the Facebook right. post or what you just don't know. Right. And so if you can just be everywhere where your people are, whoever it is that you're trying to target, you're going to, you're going to have success. Yes. So, okay, cool. So you're in the business now for 22 years. 
like you probably you've learned a few things. Learned a few things. Um, what are what are some of your like bigger mistakes though that you've had in real estate um, in your business that you wish like maybe you don't wish that you could undo them because I've found that a lot of times the best things come from big mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe you wish you could undo them. Like what are the one or two things that you've learned or that you've made a mistake on and go out, you know, I'd really do that differently the, the next time. Well, the number one thing, and we already talked about it, but I'll just the, um, um, not taking care of my past clients. Yeah. You know, so I've lost people along the way that I'll, that I'll never be able to get back. You know, yeah. they've moved and they've already found another agent and they already lost trust in me cause I forgot about them. So that's the number, number one thing. Um, the number two thing I would say, that when you, you know, I kind of was thrown into this team with when I got the Freddie Mac account. It was yeah. like, oh crap, you know, I got to put this thing together because I can't take care of all these properties by myself. So the problem was, is I didn't have like the mindset of a leader, okay. um, you know, a strong, supportive um, leader in someone that really you know now i feel like I, i'm i'm like the mom with the baby ducklings that like i'm just like try to cheer them up every day try to you know keep, keep them motivated when they fall down i try to show them that it doesn't matter let's move forward and i feel like in the past when i was a team leader i was just thinking of myself as i'm me and these people are going to help me when i can't do the extra work you know it wasn't like a team not, not like a us Got it. you know yeah. it's like my team's like my family I mean we spend so much time together and I, I sincerely love every one of them and so when I first started I'll never forget you know when I tried to do a, a pass off to a client um, I can't even remember if it was my client or someone I already talked to and my agent was up front and I was up front trying to pass her off to these people and I did a terrible job, okay? <laughs> I felt like it was awkward. She felt like it was awkward. It was awkward. I did not make her feel good about it. It was kind of like, okay, so she's gonna help you now, you know? <laughs> it was like, it was like, it was it was terrible. I mean, I just hadn't done it before, yeah. you know? Instead of saying, oh my gosh, Annette's a rock star. You are so lucky. She's gonna, I unfortunately, cause it's like, sometimes you start the conversation with people and then you have to back out and you yeah. want them not to keep calling you. you. You want them to call the agent. Yeah. So how do you back out like you're not leaving them high and dry that this person is equal to you and they're gonna just just good do- job. So I love to use the word partner. Hey, this is my partner. You know, the minute you say partner, they're already thinking that person is with yeah, you. They like think this. you're their equal. So yeah. I, I tell my agents the same thing. When you get people on the phone and they're asking for me, say, you know what? This is her partner. What can I help you with? You know, because people are trying to get a hold of me and they don't want to talk to this other person that just got on the phone. So I said, the first words out of your mouth need to be, I am Eric, her partner. What can I help you with? And when a lot of times when you say that to someone, they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm talking to the right person. Yeah. Um, and so it's just learning how to empower the agents to feel like they're worth what they are yeah. and more, you know? Absolutely. And then how I can um, back out of the deal and not feel like I'm the only person that can do the best job, you know? Because I'll be honest, you know, I have felt that way for a long time that like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get these people in a house, I have to do the job and I don't have to do the job, yeah. you know? So my goal now is to really just train them to have the same mindset that I put on every day of how I know I can go out there and go to that listing appointment and beat everybody or go to that, you know, n- meet that new client and yeah. show them that they need to work with me. So how did you get over that? Because I know a lot of people in our industry struggle with that of like, it, I have to do it versus now you you feel like Eric, Eric's got this or Annette's got this or whoever, right. whoever on the right. team is going to handle it. How did you get over that? Because that's a hard mountain for a lot of us to climb to be able to go no i don't have to be the one that does it right well number one i didn't keep people you know if you don't make them feel good about where they're working i mean i've had a lot of success keeping people but in the beginning i think i could have kept more people that left and I, i i blame myself more than anything in the relationship you know people will stay longer where they work if they love where they work 
even if they're maybe not making as much money as they think they might could, you know. And so I, you know, all the coaching that I've got had gotten, he's just like, how many transactions can you really do? And live the life you want yeah. with your kids and do the things you want. And he's like, if you want to do these transactions, then you need to train people to be like you, you know. And there's plenty of agents out there that are good, but they don't have the tools. They don't have the guidance. They don't have the coaching. So your job now is to train them to do, just think about what you do every day and train them to do what you do every day and encourage them and love them and help them believe in themselves. Because a lot of times it's just believing in themselves. Yeah. People have an appointment to cancel, they have a contract to cancel, and they're like, this isn't working. I'm going to go back to my other job or whatever. And they give up too soon. In this job, you have to have a lot of perseverance, a lot of consistency, and you have to be able to take rejection. So true. A lot of rejection in this business. A lot of rejection. Um, okay, so a couple rapid-fire stuff just for fun. So okay. I know you're a reader. What are your top two or three book recommendations? Maybe not even just recommendations. Recommendations that you give to other people, like maybe you've given the, actually physically given the book out or yeah. just someone comes to you and say, hey, what should I be reading? Yeah. You, what are the top two or three? So a quick read for even like a new agent that's learning sales, if you've never read the book Go For No. Go for that? no. Have you read that? Um, I don't know that I've read that. I've read something similar to uh, along the same lines, but I don't think I've actually read that one. So it's a go short for no. read. Okay. It's a short read. I do a lot of listening, so I can drive and listen. Right. Get ready and listen. You know, because I don't. I get bored sitting still too long, looking at pages. Page. I'm not. You're not fidgety <laughs> at all. I'm, I'm not honest. fidgety. Um, so go for no is a great okay. like business book. How to, you know, create more contacts, close more deals. You know, build your database okay. of people, your pipeline, so to speak. And then I would say a great mindset book for me was, um, what is it? I can't even think about it. The one, don't give an F. What is it? I can't even think about it. Uh, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying by Mark Manson. Mark Manson, yeah. Yeah. Uh, why can I not think of the name? I, um, I know. Okay, we'll link to it. It's it's a, it's a profanity-laced uh, <laughs> uh, title. Say the word. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one, honestly, it's like, it's such a good mindset book. Yeah. You know, some people get caught up in caring about the wrong things. Yeah. And they spend all their day on that. It's it's the same thing of, I heard this once, you know, it's like, okay, your boss comes in and they tell you, they get mad because you're late or something. And then they say, you're always late. You suck. You never do your job. You know, they spend two minutes, you know. Bitch and yell, okay? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you're allowed to say that. <laughs> okay, they, they, they do that. So then, what do you do with that, okay? What most people do is, of course, you're going to get your feelings hurt. You're going to get mad. You Whatever you're going to do right in that minute. And then you call someone. You tell that person, right? And then you tell somebody else at lunch, you know? And then you tell somebody else. And then you, you, you call someone, tell someone on your way home, too. I had a lousy day. My boss came in here. So it's like you owned that thing all, all day. day long. And it distracted you from oh, who knows how many things, yeah. right? And so I think that's the biggest you know, thing from kind of the concept from that book and a lot of books that do that. It's like who was worse to you that day, your boss or you? You know, yeah. you were worse to you that yeah. day. You beat yourself up. I'm not, I don't suck. You know, I'm great. You know, and then you're trying to talk yourself into being great when you really feel like you're not great. But you just let that message roll over and over and over. And it's so true. You know, that's what we do. We let other people's opinions just engulf us and yeah. create who, who we are. And so for me, you know, helping my team to keep that positive mindset, when they lose that buyer, when they lose that appointment, I'm like, Okay, that's okay. Let me help you find four, five more people. Yeah. Let's get Boomtown open. Let me help you right now. Do you want me to make you know calls with you? So my job is just to motivate. You know, that's awesome. uplift and motivate. But that book, you know, um, something. Dang it, I can't remember is it. it. Well, it's orange. Yeah, I know. it is. It's orange. <laughs> yeah. So we'll I, link, I'll link to those it. Those are two two good ones, and um, you know, just yeah, you wanted two, right? Two or three. Two. Do you have another favorite? Well, I just finished Zen. The Art of Happiness, I, I might send, I think, The Art of Happiness. Yeah. Okay. That was a really, really good book. Um, and it really just talks about a lot of the same, a lot of these books I noticed, like, have the same concept, 
but they just spin it a little bit different. Yep. Um, and this book is just really um, the power of just being happy where you're at. You know, stop looking at where you were or where you think you're trying to go, but where where are you right now and living in the right now? That's good. Um, I like that. Okay, so what's your favorite drink? Oh, that's I'm hard. just hitting you with some rapid fire. Dang it. I mean, I love a lot. You could name. I just, I, I can okay. do this because right, I old, know some of these answers. Old, well, an old-fashioned is one of my classic drinks. Okay, I'm not okay. going to lie with that. Um, I, like, I like it. I like whiskey. So if I was going to do a whiskey, that would be my classic drink. If okay. I can make it right in some places, they gotta you, get know, it right. yeah. you know when you walk in if they know how to make it. Um, wine. I see you post about wine a lot. I see I you like post wine. about wine a lot. Yeah, and um, you know, I like Josh. Josh is a, it's a reasonably priced go-to. All of their Joshes are great. So I'll do, I'll do Josh. You know, it's okay. fu so funny, side note, I had never heard of that brand okay. until, until I saw you post about it. And that's how you post about it again. The first time you posted about it, I thought it was like maybe it was a custom-made label or something. It was, but maybe. I don't know. Someone was, bought me. I just thought like stuff. some guy named Josh like made it for you or something. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. okay. And then you post about it again. I'm like, wait, okay, that's it. That's just a different <laughs> And then I saw it in the store and I started laughing. I'm okay. Like, wow, Kevin, you're really stupid sometimes. So, or Josh slow. Josh a good go-to. So, yeah. so that's a good go-to. All right. Um, and, okay, so when you're not working, you can be found doing? I'm going to be working out. Does that count? Yeah. Okay, I, I do like to work yeah. out. It, it it really pumps me up. Yeah, you know? gets you going. It gets me going. I, I feel like I have such a better day if I start with a workout, even though I don't like to wake up early. Okay. Um, when I work out early, I just really brings up my mood. Okay. Um, so working out, I love hanging out with my kids. Yeah. My kids are, are really amazing kids they yeah. really are I mean they're my friends too that's awesome you know um, I'm trying to be a mom I mean I am a mom they know when I put my mom hat on that's it <laughs> so, something tells me they know uh, they know but something tells I'm me they know I'm the fun mom too yeah. I'm, I want to be the fun mom that's awesome so we like to go to Cardinals games we like to go to the beach we're going to the beach in two weeks I'm super excited awesome um, so I take professional dance lessons I do. So dancing, going to the beach, going to Cardinals games, working out—that's yeah. pretty good. And then okay. driving the kids everywhere. Are you like their so personal cool. Uber? I, I feel like I am. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. All right. So I, I, I gave you. Um, I want to make sure that if we have anything else that you want to talk about, we talk about that before I give you my last question right. that I have. I'm, I'm good. You're good. Okay. I'm good. So. Actually, before I do that, so where can people find you? So if someone wants to follow you on Instagram or Facebook or where, where are you most active, where can someone connect with you at? Okay. So my Facebook page, um, Shelby DiBiase, um, that's where you find me. We do have a DiBiase team Facebook page too. It's, it's, we don't put as much stuff on there. Okay. Um, and then I have an Instagram page. I do run stories. I try to keep my stories running to just kind of show you some behind the scenes, what we're doing on a... A day off or you know a regular work day how I start my day some of my favorite drinks some of my favorite shoes um, my appointments meeting new clients um, so it's kind of fun it can get exhausting sometimes <laughs> doing it you know you're like can I just be off of this um, but it's like how someone kind of gets to know you um, outside of what you do and I will say that I've had lots of people reach out to me around you know, the United States and be like, hey, when are you going to post, you know, your shoes? Are you going to post your shoes today? Or, hey, you know, what drink is that? Or, hey, where are you right now? And, and, and then I keep seeing they're watching the stories. So, you know, you do start to grow a following yeah. and people check in. And it's like when you're maybe not quite on, they're like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, shoot, okay. It's like, get, 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 you got to get on yeah, your game. Get it on your game. So it's kind of, it, it's kind of interesting because like right when you think nobody's really paying attention, they are, yeah. you know? And so um, if you're doing, you know, Facebook posts or Instagram, you know, I would just encourage you to, um, you know, obviously people want to know what you do, but, you know, don't make it all about that. And what are yeah. you like? What's your personality like? 
um, what are your favorite things and you know just it's a way for people to connect with you and I have definitely especially over the last six months surprisingly had people reach out to me you know and message me a question or a comment or you know and, and sometimes it brings you up because you're like shoot I'm off today I better get it get it together <laughs> yeah it's nice uh, okay cool so last question for you okay. top two or no I want three okay. you, you, top three pieces of advice for just sort of kicking more ass in life business whatever it looks like okay so um, I'm a big believer in you know getting up getting in a routine okay so this is, this is all one so yeah you, you get up you have a routine you put it in your schedule if you treat your business like a business it will run like a business if you yep. treat it like it's a hobby and you don't know what you're doing from week to week it's this negative you're not gonna make any money so I like to get up get my schedule going get dressed for success I mean I am big on you know just I like to wear cute shoes and a nice dress and even if I don't have an appointment I dress like I'm going you're to ready an appointment. you're ready for it I'm ready for an appointment for me it makes my mind work differently did you ever see that baseball movie that baseball movie with Kevin Costner there's a million of them where he's a pitcher um, for the love of the game and he like he's like he's like engaged the mechanism is like he says that to himself and it's like it gets him in the mindset it of does. like hey this is the only thing right now is me and this batter in that case right, right. or you and me and this in business and work and it's like it's go time right right is it kind of like that for you well yeah it's like as a new agent you know as I remember I've been doing this since I was a new agent it was like I would go to Model Home Center in the mall even when I didn't have a shift and I would work in the back there because I wanted to feel like I was working because I couldn't so I would get up get dressed go to the office and I you know that was my office back there and I would work and it put me in the mindset so when I get dressed even if I don't have an appointment and I go to the office I'm in work mode and I'm different I mean people see me coming down the hall I walk fast and some people, people, are, like, Whoa. people are like I think I intimidate some people sometimes and I don't mean to yeah. but I when I'm dressed up I'm focused and in work mode if you were to see me on the weekend in flip-flops or something different, I might look a little different. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, a little more relaxed. A little more relaxed and not not so focused, you know. So sometimes I don't see things around me, you know, because I'm thinking about all the things I need to do. Okay, so that's 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 all one. So give me, what's the next couple things? Um, the next couple things are, honestly, it's about staying consistent. Okay. Okay. You have to be consistent. You can't be afraid of rejection. Okay, you can't. Not in this business. No, you can't. And um, honestly, you need to be educated. Like all three of those things are in the same category for me. I think too many agents get their license and then they never want to step foot in a class again. Only when they have CE classes they right. have to take. And this business changes and changes at when you don't really, you're not really paying attention. Okay, which kind of goes into this too. You better be paying attention to what people are doing around you yes and what the market's doing because what worked last year might not work in two years see this is why so this is why it's no surprise to me that you're as successful as you are um, because you're right a lot of people don't go back to the classroom right unless they have to and I know a lot of people who like they won't go to a class or an event unless they are the ones speaking yeah and I, I, I had a friend say that to me I was asking him about an event in an event last year, and I said, hey, are you going to be at XYZ event? And he said, I'm not speaking there, so I'm not going to be there. And I thought, hmm. what a really weird viewpoint. Like, I get it. You're important. You have things to do. Mm -hmm. And are you not, like, slowing down enough to learn and see what's going on around you in your own industry and in your business? Mm -hmm. Like, to me, that seems really weird and a really good way to get run over. So I remember, like, when I got into business, in 2008 like my third deal ever was a short sale so short sales were just normal to me that was what business was I can't tell you how many phone calls I had with another agent who it usually started out with you know how long I've been in the business and then I rolled my eyes quickly and then I realized they had no idea what they were doing because they had just rested on the fact that they had been in the business for 10 years or 20 years or whatever it was right and so they, they weren't paying attention to what was going on around them. They weren't educating themselves. They stopped right. learning, as you said, after they got their license, except for CE. And that's a terrible place to be. Well, and I make my agents, when you sign up with me, Raymax has a meeting once a month, and I tell them, you will be at that meeting. Good. 
because it's like for many reasons. Number one, when I started at Remax, and I won't name names, but I remember seeing some top producing agents, and they never were around. They, and I was like, I'm at this company, and I'm looking up to you guys, and I don't see you. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know what's important to you. I want to learn and grow from you guys. Yeah. And they weren't there, and I was like, you know what? If I was there, I'm going to promise that I'm never going to do that, that I'm going to show up, support the company that I work for, show up, you know, and they always have great information. I mean, you're going to learn something, and that information you can use on your next listing appointment. Like, they bring great things to us, and people are like, I don't need to go hear that. I already know what I'm doing. And so I make my agents go, um, but I, I think that's a big mistake that a lot of agents don't take advantage of that the farther and then the farther they go up like you said they stop going they don't feel like they need to go and you, you never know what an opportunity what an opportunity is until you go see what it yeah. is like you know what if what if you went to a meeting and someone was there and they you know were great and they want to work for you yeah you know and they saw you and like, you don't know too like you you could learn something that could change the course of your business could change your life you might meet a future business partner i mean the, the reality is um it's easy to to get, I, I see people, it's like everyone goes, does the extreme, right? They never show up again, or all they do are go to classes. And it's mm -hmm. like, neither one of those are good, right? right. But you've got to have some time where you go feed your mind, you get better. I don't mm -hmm. care how good you are, there's somebody out there that knows more and you can be learning from them, mm -hmm. um, even if it's just in micro subjects. So right. go out there and keep learning for sure. So I love that one. Right. All right, was that, that was three, right? No. Was that, it was two. It was two. That was all. I throw the, a lot. I like it. You have like, these are all multi-layered. <laughs> these are good. It's like 1A, 1B, 1C, 2A, 2B, 2C. And then the last thing is, and I, I can't say I've always been the best at this, but honestly, I feel like none of this is worth anything unless you're really enjoying your life. Yeah. You know? You are living in the moment when you're with your family and your friends and putting the phone down and just really, um, and that's why I've done too, like the charity things that I've really dived into that too. It's like, I don't want to die someday. And all people said was she was a great agent, a great real estate yeah. agent. It's like, what else? I mean, at the end of the day, money doesn't buy happiness. You know, success is what, you know, it's only here and then it goes, you know. But it's like, it's your family and your friends and those relationships. And I, I don't have like a thousand friends, you know, I'm not, not that kind of a person. I just have like a little small group of people that I really invest in. And, and my team too is like those people that I invest in. And that's where I get like the true joy, I feel like, of life and fulfillment, my children. And so that's it. That's awesome. well-rounded. You know, yeah. it's hard. It's hard because you get so tunnel-focused on building your business, but you forget that, you know, your kids and life. And so just, you know, trying to tune out w w when you're with those people, I think. Yeah. Creates a more healthy, happy. Well, like it allows you to go back to it stronger and like a more fully charged you. Right. Like we have to, we have to charge our cell phones. Maybe we should charge ourselves too. Right, right. Right? Yes. To charge our computers, we have to, like everything has to be recharged, mm -hmm. including us. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's really brilliant. Well, thank you for being so, on with oh, us thank today. You. Thank you. All fun. right, guys. So um, we will talk to you again soon. Uh, reach out to Shelby, follow her, catch up with her, uh, and I promise you will not be disappointed. Thanks a lot for spending some Thanks. time with us Thanks, today. Kevin. Thank you. Hey everyone, this is Fred Weaver. I want to remind you that our NLA Live 2020 conference is coming up on April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. You can visit nextlevelagents.com and click on the events page for more information. And we are honored and excited to announce that Mr. Justin Nelson is our very first announced speaker at NLA Live 2020. He'll be holding some events around the country to promote his social media trainings as well as promote NLA Live 2020. Make sure you check out the events page and we hope to see you there. That's it for today's show. Do me a favor if you enjoy this, go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at, leave us a review, share this episode with your friends. And for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. That's facebook.com forward slash groups next level agents. See you soon.